The conflict in Syria has often been described as the first fully socially mediatized conflict. A conflict that has utilized the internet and social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube to mobilize, draw attention and provoke change. But what happens if the internet disappears? What happens when it all goes dark? This means no more Facebook, no more Twitter, no more YouTube, no more communication in general. This is referred to as an internet blackout. The entire internet blackout that's taking place right now. Throughout the two-year conflict, Syria into internet darkness. The Keep It On campaign describes a blackout as an intentional disruption of internet or electronic communications, rendering them inaccessible or effectively unusable for a specific population within a location, often to exert control over the flow of information. Access to the internet in the 21st century has become one of the cornerstones for freedom of speech and access to information. In both terms of peace and political unrest, the internet is used as an enabler of basic human rights. Much is said of the internet as a force for mobilization and citizen empowerment, a medium to showcase perspectives that would otherwise be lost in the outside world. Nevertheless, the internet can be used by opposition forces, but is also a tool that can be utilized by state actors. Taking a closer look at Syria, studies have shown that areas with higher internet accessibility witness higher proportions of violence against civilians. So, what are we going to do today? We're going to try and understand the effects of government-induced blackouts on violence committed against civilians. Well, to answer this question, we're going to look at three perspectives. The effect of these blackouts on civilian mobilization first, military offensive second, and third, the reporting on violence. Before we start, can I make a clarification? Sure, please. I mean, during times of conflict, a distinction between combatants and non-combatants should be made under international law. Yet the Syrian regime does not make such a distinction. Those not actively supporting the regime are considered to be opposing combatants, including civilians. That's actually really interesting that you say that because we need to keep that in mind when we move on to our first topic, which is civilian mobilization. So in Syria, as well as in other countries facing civil discontent, internet blackouts have aimed to incapacitate political mobilization. So this is a way for authoritarian governments to silence their population and to disrupt their rights to mobilization. If the internet is an aid for uprising, then blacking out the internet in turn blacks out protesters and mutes civil discontent. Okay, it does make a lot of sense. And actually, one of the first uses of shutting down the internet in Syria occurred in early June 2011, during important intensifications of protests against Bashar al-Assad's government. And these protests were in part fueled by the torture and killing of a 13-year-old boy, Hamza Ali al-Khatib, after a video of his mutilated body made rounds on YouTube. In the midst of these protests, the internet was blacked out. So that means once they shut down the internet, there will be less protests? Actually, no. It seems counterintuitive, but there's a positive relationship between government-induced internet blackouts and political protests. So while internet blackouts have the aim to disrupt and silence mobilization efforts, studies have shown that abruptly shutting off the internet actually leads to an increase in protest activity. Okay, so if I'm understanding this right, when the government shuts down the internet, civilians get upset that they're cut off and they take it to the streets, right? Yeah, exactly. It's called the dispersion effect. 
When faced with an incapacity to access information online or by the phone, citizens are most likely to get physically involved themselves to understand the issue at hand. Mm, okay. And this increase in political mobilization is linked to an increase in violence against the civilian population. So when you have hundreds of people taking to the streets, we've seen military action taken against these people. I actually found something out on these military attacks against civilians during mobilization. Yeah, what is it? First of all, the regimes that induce full internet outages do this because they are afraid of losing control through online protest mobilization. Okay, so it's a way for them to assert their authority. Yes, exactly. These regimes face challenges from civic networks and in many cases are democratically challenged or non-democratic. In order to remain in political control, they are likely to use internet blackouts together with larger military offensives against opposition groups. And how can we see that in practice? For example, when we look at the number of fatalities in Syria on days without internet compared to days with internet. In the governorates where regime supporting and regime opposing forces confront each other, an average increase of more than 30 fatalities and daily killings was reported on days without internet compared to days with internet. This is the case in Syria around rural Damascus and Homs. So does that mean that the regime shuts down the internet and then the military commits violent acts? Actually, no. In fact, it is more likely that the military starts engaging in a violent confrontation and then the internet is shut down. This implies that in case of Syria, internet blackouts are part of the regime's military strategy. What is especially interesting about this is that we can, of course, see an increase in the level of violence against civilians on the day of the outage, but there already is a significant increase in the number of fatalities one day prior to the blackout. I actually saw a tweet by a woman called Lina Sergiatar on November 29, 2012, that read something like, We fear what we will find when the internet is switched back on. Hashtag Syria. But I was thinking, does that mean that most of the violence committed by military forces during the blackouts goes unreported? This leads us to a third point. Internet blackouts do not directly lead to a significant increase in unreported violence, probably because of the shortness of duration and reach of the blackouts. It is more probable that variation in levels of unreported violence are influenced by other factors rather than blackouts directly. Ah, okay, I see. So what does influence this? Well, the internet was introduced in Syria only in 2000, and up until now, only about 30% of the population is able to access or use the internet. Ever since its installment, the country's connection to international networks has remained centralized and widely controlled by the government, resulting in lack of adequate infrastructure, slow and unreliable connection, and periodic outages. Starting from 2011, when protests against Assad erupted in the region, the government responded with a temporary blackout, affecting both the population in Syria and two-thirds of Syria's network, reachable from the outside. However, whatever effect the Syrian government wished to accomplish, it would only manage to push Syrian media, media activists to move closer to the Turkish border to pick up the signal from Turkish cell operators. So in reality, there was no underreporting of violence even though there was a blackout? Yeah, exactly. Right after a blackout occurs, civilians are likely to increase the number of reports on violence in order to show what has happened while the internet was out. So, having looked at all these three factors, civilian mobilization, military offensives, and reporting on violence, what can we say? In sum, the internet goes dark, people are upset and mobilized, there's an increase in military offensives, and an increase in violence committed against civilians. However, the outages do not seem to have a clear effect on the levels of unreported violence. I mean, can you imagine your life without the internet? To be honest, I would probably be lost and starving. 
We live in a time and place with peace and stability, so imagine what it would be like during an actual conflict or war. But then, what do we do? I mean, as policymakers, we get that there is a problem, but what do we do from here? Well, first of all, awareness must be raised that internet blackouts are more than simple network outages. If you want to advise a policymaker inside the regime, we would say that internet blackouts should only be used selectively in order to avoid a rise in anti-regime mobilization and hopefully decrease violence committed against civilians. But if we're advising an outside policymaker, we can suggest implementing soft power tools like sanctions following the blackouts as part of interstate agreements. Furthermore, to avoid blackouts, a more decentralized and stable network infrastructure can lead to a decrease in violence against civilians. We actually saw how important this issue became when the UN commented on these blackouts, saying that cutting off users from internet access, regardless of the justification provided, is completely unacceptable. It calls upon all states to ensure that internet access is maintained at all times, including during times of political unrest. Basically, we need to consider the internet, the access to information, and the freedom of speech that comes with it for what it really is. A human right. That was In the Dark with Ariane, Karen and Francesca. Thank you for listening to 91.5 FM in Berlin. See you next week. Thank you.